When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Football! Football, yeah! Football! Football! Yeah. Well, the, the standings got a little bit more crunched last night with a surprise Seahawks victory over the Eagles. How about Declan's that? guy. Declan's guy. quarterback. Dude, Drew Locke. Yeah, man. My quarterback. That was a great, a great post game interview on ESPN and Lisa Salters. It was, it was at Lisa Salters. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's just trying to get. She, she sensed she emotion and like she's oh, like, I'm pride. She wanted the waterworks out of you. She wanted the waterworks from him. But like on the emotional part, I, I can see that it's can, really hitting you hard here. She did a good uh, job. Do you have any dead yeah. family members we yeah, can talk about? Say, yeah, no, she did a good job. <laughs> when did your dog die? Have you ever had a dog die? Because if you did, I want to see those tears. <laughs> So as of right now, the Vikings, after the Seahawks pulled to seven and seven, the Vikings are in a group of four teams at seven and seven in the NFC playoff picture. But because they hold the best conference record of those four teams, they are the highest seeded. So they are the sixth seed. The Rams are the seven seed. They've got they started three and six and they're four and one in their last five. And then the Seahawks and the Saints are on the outside looking in. Uh, also at seven and seven, but then you have the Falcons at six and eight, and the Packers at six and eight. Who could go on? I would say the Packers maybe more likely because they they could beat the Vikings and jump up. But wow, it is what a time to be alive in the National Football League wild card race, boys! This is the time of the year where I think five thirty eight like sold to. I don't know if it was the New York Times, but like five thirty eight, the playoff projection site doesn't exist like it used to. So I just go to the New mm-hmm. York Times like playoff projection site, and this is the time of year where like election day, when you're looking at all like the Cornecki like counties, looking at how, who can win all these votes. I'm doing like the same thing with playoff prediction. So if the Vikings win here, and there's a Seahawks loss there, and then there's a Lions win here, and then oh, I'm yeah. just mapping out all the roads to how the Vikings can make the playoffs. It is, uh, yeah, it's it's very winding. There's there's only like three teams that are. Well, I, I would say the Giants and the Bears are out of it, too. But all the teams we mentioned, and then there's Seahawks, Saints, Falcons, Packers. So there's literally 11 teams in the NFC alone going into the last three weeks that yeah. think they've got a shot. Right. And there, so there's, as you said, five teams at 7-7. Seven to seven, But the incredible thing or the sad thing is that the four seed is going to be one of those teams because the South is so putrid well, again. And, and I didn't even name that. Like, the Buccaneers are the other set. So there's, yeah, you're yeah. right. There's five, seven, and seven teams, and the Buccaneers are the division yes. leader that's going to host a playoff game. Vikings go. Vikings need to go two and one. 
That gets you in with the conference tiebreaker. Yep. Yes. I think they go two and one. They split with Detroit. And then I think the key game is the Packer game. But the Packers are back to, you know, the Packers defense is a mess. There's no reason you cannot beat the Packers. That team that got hot is now gone again. But don't you think, okay, here, I think the best case scenario, and we will, we're going to talk some Ty Chandler here and we'll get to, we'll get to a dud stable and all kinds of other things. But I don't know that you're going to beat the Lions twice. Right. That's a really good team. So would it actually be better if you're going to go two and one, would it actually be better for the Lions to beat you this weekend? Because it wouldn't knock you out. I mean, if, if the, if other teams win, it could knock you out momentarily, but you'd still have the best conference record. The Lions will have then, I believe, clinched the division. So then they might go into week 18 in a couple weeks, resting starters and whatnot, giving you a path to beat the Packers and the Lions backups to get your two and one. The issue is, as was pointed out to me, though, week 18, the Lions might be playing for seeding. Mm-hmm. They could be. Yep. They could be because they're a game behind San Francisco. And so... Yeah, that's, but I mean, I think point. if you beat the, I think if you split with the Lions and take care of business on New Year's Eve against the Packers, you're in the playoffs. Yep. So, all right, let's get into some. Uh, Kevin O'Connell said something interesting that actually kind of infuriated me about Ty Chandler yesterday. We'll get to that. But a shout out to our friends, boys, over at Sound Story. So, uh, this is for all the procrastinators too. You haven't come up with a great holiday gift idea. It's December nineteenth. Come on, guys. Come on now. So this could be the perfect holiday gift idea. With Sound Story, think about the people in your life. Like I've used, you know, talking about Sound Story, my grandfather, who died 15 years before I was born, fought in World War II, played football at Notre Dame. I've never heard his voice before because he died in the late 1960s. You know, I would love to hear his stories. I'd love to hear his voice. That's where Sound Story comes in. Think of it like a podcast in which the guest is one of the most important people in your life, telling their life story with a professional interviewer guiding the way high-quality studio audio, video if you want. I am on the list on the Minneapolis section of mysoundstory.com as one of the interviewers, so I'd love to help uh, take you through this experience. It starts at just $3.99. You can get 10% off a gift certificate at mysoundstory.com with the promo code PURPLE. That's mysoundstory.com, promo code PURPLE, sound story for you, for them, forever. Here's what Kevin O'Connell said about Ty Chandler. He'll be a featured, the word featured, part of the Vikings offense moving forward after his career performance in that loss against the Bengals. Quote, what looks like, uh, what that looks like moving forward as far as who gets the first touch of the game and all those things, if Madison comes back, we'll continue to kind of work through that based upon scheme, O'Connell said. There's no question we have confidence in Madison, but I think Chandler has done a lot of great things and will continue to do so and will hopefully be a huge reason why we're able to have success offensively down the stretch. Ty is exactly where we want him to be in his progression. I think the role he's ascending to is something we had our minds on when we brought him here a couple years ago. We'll continue to do everything we can to get him valuable touches and make him a big part of our offense. Why has this been such a hard, slow decision for the Vikings to make? Help me understand this. Uh, partially because he also, because I actually went back and watched the press conference to hear his inflection on especially this one. He also t- talked about the fact that Chandler did a nice job in some of the pass protection and protections on, on Saturday against the Bengals, which is a good thing for him to say. 
in listening to him and these comments, first of all, I got the impression that he is definitely trying not to say Madison's lost his job. So I, I think this has taken too long, but I think we're to the point where it's now he was basically, if you're O'Connell, clubbed over the head with the obvious here. Why this has taken so long? Stubbornness. I think it's stubbornness. I think that they dedicated, they devoted, they decided that when they when they signed Madison and Jettison Cook, that he was going to be the, the guy. And And you know what? O'Connell is showing, and this is not surprising, this is football coach 101, but he is showing a stubbornness about things that don't make a ton of sense sometimes. He was very stubborn about the third and one and then fourth and inches tush push. He was asked about it, and he he gave a good answer. Like, it, he didn't get short about it, but he gave a good answer. But he was very much into, hey, it's worked for us. Here's why it worked for us. Here's why we used a smaller guy in Powell. and. I think that what we're dealing with here is a football coach who's stubborn and young, and I don't know that he necessarily is examining what he's doing yet like he probably should be at times. You know, it's because we, yesterday we did the big episode about the, the chunk of Vikings fans that literally want Kevin O'Connell fired or on a hot seat. And by the way, I, I don't know if you guys have been checking your emails and your, your tweets, but we're getting a lot of backlash about that episode oh. from a certain subsection of fans My saying, wait a second, how, how can you defend him for this, that, and the other? I was... It's like, I don't go down the path of putting him on the hot seat. But yeah. to me, the number one thing to criticize him for is the running back distribution this year. I was kind of curious, like, am I just imagining this? We're watching Ty Chandler, who ran a fourth, three and a half, 40 yard dash. He looks more explosive. He measured more explosive. He's younger, more tread on the tires. And so I went back and looked Alex Madison the last two years because that's what matters. I don't care what he did in his rookie year. Like he's a running back. I want like, what, what are you now? What are you now? And what were you last year? Dalvin Cook was awesome three years ago. He can't get on the field for a bad Jets offense because time catches up quickly as a running back, right? Yards per touch. Alexander Madison the last two years, 4.3 yards per touch. Ty Chandler, 5.1. A f- almost a full yard per touch more than Alex Madison. Explosive play rate. That's right. We're digging deep here. Football. Yeah. So 15-yard gains, either as a runner or as a pass catcher. 15-yard yeah. gains per touch. Explosive play rate. Ty Chandler, double Alexander Madison. 8% of Ty Chandler's touches are explosive. 4% of Alexander Madison's touches are explosive. So this whole, like... Well, he's, you know, this is where we want him to be in his progression and we're moving him along and we'll try to get him workload. It's like, hello, you literally have a running back that is levels above the other one in terms of explosiveness. Now, if you don't trust him on third down to, to you know, to read the, the defense the right way and pick up, that's fine. C.J. Ham can do that. C.J. Ham, and he's been doing it more. Come on in on third down. Or Madison. That's fine. Or Madison on third We've down. Just like this. Just like he did. He he did sometimes. He was not a great third down back, though. He's not a great pass catcher. So I'd actually, yeah, you, I'd rather have CJ Ham out there on third down than Alex Madison. It's Just baffling. It's, but but I mean, I do think if you look at O'Connell, you know, he is he is definitely far more friendly than Zimmer was. He's definitely far more polished. He's definitely seems like like a guy who who gets how to act with people. 
That being said, he is a football coach. And I'm telling you, it's stubbornness, man. Yeah. It's stubbornness. Like, why wouldn't you just say on fourth and inches, it didn't work? Why Why would you? And, and Brandon Powell, Brandon Powell's the guy. And he's trying to be, to be like, we thought the smaller package would work there. And it, it's like Orlovsky's breakdown was perfect. Two big Bengals are right there waiting for it. You know, so like, just say, yeah, you know what? We screwed up. It didn't work yep. on fourth down. It's hard, yeah, and he does, he clearly has a vision for certain things, but it does feel like he's and the 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 other criticism too on the play calling. It did feel like okay, you've got this you've got this diet Brett Favre gunslinger out there yes. who, for his career, by the way, has like one of the highest interception rates of any quarterback that started. Like it's a thing for Nick Mullins to yep. be a turnover machine. Yep, and you're gonna you're basically gonna call the game as if he is Matthew Stafford or Kirk Cousins, the way that you guys drew it up in Los Angeles or this. Because this is the way the offense is supposed to run. And dang it, he's going to run it the way that I see fits. Like, okay, but he's he probably shouldn't be throwing the – what did he throw the ball, 36 times or something? He threw – like, maybe it was 30. But it's like, I don't know that you need to be – especially when your running game is that good. You probably don't need – but these are just – the but, Ty Chandler thing is, to me, the number one thing to criticize this this coaching staff. Well, because that's been a first guess all year. Like, like, that's been since training camp. That's been a first guess. We've talked about that, and it's not just us. It's a lot of people – and and we were all proven right so like that is a very fair thing to say what are you doing why aren't and there's got to be people in the building who have pounded the table right like there's no way there have not been people saying okay let's find a way to play tie and he's like no alex has to play but on the quarterback thing too you know this is can be a league-wide thing as well as far as to your point coaches saying this is how i want to run my offense so i'm going to run my, my offense and there's no situational awareness case in point on sunday i was I, I watched on red zone part of the browns game and stefanski's got joe flacco at times gunslinging it and he gets picked off you know Three why times, yeah because he's joe flacco in 2024 almost he's old he's old you're, you're yeah old. so you can't so it's like you've got much. a you're old you're too old if, if you're gonna have if you're if we're going to ask a quarterback and Nick Mullins is not this, but if you're going to ask a quarterback not to submarine a game, which hence means manage a game, guess who has to be managed first? That quarterback. So if you're like, yeah, let's, um, you know, let's try and throw it on. And I know, you know what? Kirk Cousins can. That's awesome. That's great. But you don't have Kirk Cousins. You've started four QBs, you know? So that's my thing is you've got to times just say, it's not ideal, but I'd rather have three points then a turnover. Yeah. Which he so, knows. Yeah. I don't know. The Ty Chandler thing just finally. And if, and if, if Madison I, comes back now and they go back to this, like Madison gets 15 to 18 carries thing and Chandler gets three or four, then maybe, maybe I will join some of those people. That, will you call for Kevin's job? <laughs> no. I'm trying to think of what would have to happen the next three games for me to be like, throw the 20 and 11 record out the window. Although I did have uh, someone hit me up on, Twitter this morning, who's a loyal listener and, you know, I don't want to rip, but it was like, wait a second, you're throwing out Kevin O'Connell's record, but at the same time last year, you were, you were saying how fraudulent the way that they were winning games was. So which is it? Well, I think two things can be true. A head coach can be elevating his team in moments of football crisis to win more games than they're maybe supposed to in an individual season. doesn't mean that that model is sustainable for another year. And so what, what did the Vikings do? They got rid of their defensive coordinator that was 
you know, giving up 27 points a game. They found a new one. Like, they changed their process. And in a lot of ways, the Vikings should have a better record than 7-7 seven and seven this year because is it really sustainable to be fumbling the ball twice every game and throwing all these picks? So the debate will continue, I suppose, about Kevin O'Connell until these last three games are done. But This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Let's get our guy in here. He is the most passionate Vikings fan we know. You can find him on Twitter or X at RandyVikes69. Here he is, Randy in Cottage Grove. How are you coping with uh, a pretty tough loss there on Saturday, sir? You, you bet your ass we should have a better record than 7-7. Seven and seven. You bet your ass. What do you think their record should be? You know, uh, 12 and 12 and 2. Wow. 12 and 2? Okay. Maybe, you know, maybe 13 and 1. I don't know. You you got a next man up. Next man up is what I say. A lot of people say Kirko went down, and that's that's that. Uh, Not me. You know, Nick. Nick Mulligan needs to step up. Needs to have a good, uh, a good, uh, you know, re- as they say, bounce back game. That's Nick, Mul- okay yeah, that Nick, Nick, Nick that Mulligan. That should be his game. Can I get a Mulligan? I think he would. Yeah, he would have liked a Mulligan on that second interception for sure. Huh? You know what I'm saying? Uh, he just—he's a professional, is he not? He's a professional quarterback. Last I checked, it's not illegal for uh, you know someone to, to to go ahead and earn that paycheck, as they say. Yeah, maybe he thought he was going to come in here and just sli- uh, slide under the radar and collect you know, collect the minimum or whatever he gets paid, but go, go turn some heads, you know, Nick, go, go put, put the lions on notice. Be, you know, we beat them this weekend. It's game on, you know, it's game on. And, and, and if we don't probably close, shut her down. You know, if we don't shut her down. Hmm. Just to make the playoffs, Randy, if they don't. Still win the division, Jeff. If they go, they go, uh, you know, uh, they beat the Lions twice. Let, let's see what happens. Yeah, then the Lions, and then the third game would be Vikings and Packers, you know, in, in, sandwiched in between. And the Lions have to go to Dallas in a couple weeks. So if you take if you take care of business against the Lions, I'm with Randy on this one. Yeah, right. This, but it's all in front of you right play. now. But if they lose, they're not done yet. They've still got, got a, a chance at the playoffs. So, I'm, I mean, come on, it's, Randy. It's all in front of them right now. Yeah, we'd Randy, like you're the biggest fan there is. Come on. We'd like to, ho- we'd like to host a playoff game. Uh, Damn right. We, you know, and, and, really? and the way that this year, I don't know. The way that, excuse me, the way the NFC South uh, is going, uh, that that that's a that division stinks. It's terrible. Uh, worse than worse than the North, and and the Packers, you know, they can't. They, I can't believe they didn't uh, fire uh, uh, Barry. He, he sucks. Mm. Uh, their their defense is a, is a, is a Swiss cheese. So, uh, you know, you can you can you can you can chalk that up as a win too. Go ahead and win the next two. Make make go ahead and win the next two, and then we'll see what happens in Detroit. But but uh, you know that's gonna that's gonna need a lot of creative play calling. No more of this tush push. That, that's I'm over that. That hey, that man. doesn't work. Shouldn't have done that twice. Koc, uh, yeah. you know, and and Mulligan, you it's it's time for you to make make a move to to be a to be a professional to to earn that that earn your uh, earn your paycheck because right now he's in the stable. 
Randy, do you ever see yourself at the bar, you know, needing to do the tush push, like you need to push your buddy a little like out of the way, or you're trying to push your buddy towards the bar? You know, have you ever tried to execute the tush push on a successful or unsuccessful level? Well, uh, uh, a lot of times when you're in the line uh, for the the urinal, uh, it's sort of mm-hmm. a, a you're in a hurry, and and someone's sitting there, you know, jostling, and they they got to be done. They wouldn't stand there a while. You they get up in there done. and let them know that there's done. let them know someone them someone's nudge. coming. Give, yeah, give them, a, give them a nudge and go. Hey, there's people waiting here. You know, uh, so what if they're not that, done? That's, well, <laughs> then probably see a doctor because it's supposed not supposed to take that long, Bob. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, Bob, two shakes and get out of there. Come on, guy. Uh, jo- okay, sit it's, there it's, jostling. Us older guys, it takes longer sometimes, you know, Randy? <laughs> Not me. I take a supplement. Yeah, Judd, maybe you should talk to Randy <laughs> offline. You take a lot of drugs, I think. Maybe Randy. you have a growing problem. Uh, all right, it's time for the Week 15 dud stable. When the Vikings sure. lose, we get the duds here. So, Randy, the, the floor is yours. Who makes the dud stable for Week 15, sir? This is uh, week uh, 15. It's a 7-7, seven and seven, which means other than the time I had to take off for community service, there have been set, technically seven stud stables and seven stud stables, which is not, not the ratio you want. It's not a, that's not a division-winning ratio, but here it is. Uh, it is if you're in some of the other divisions, I think. But the, but the Vikings aren't. Yeah, you're right. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Uh, number one, number one uh, we'll start off with the, the, this. This guy's been a dud a lot of times uh, this year, and uh, you know, for good reason, because he's 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 gets he forgets that he's a genius, forgets that he's a smart guy. He's got a head on his shoulders, wants to just give his little rah rah uh, post game speech. Maybe don't worry about that. Worry about maybe you're the guy who needs to get the game ball if you actually go out and call a creative game. Yeah, and, and you know, so KOC. Uh, no more of this this dinking dunking. Uh, it, you know, a lot of us at the bar the other day were were saying, "What well, is this? Is this Zimmer back?" You know, this is what we do. We we, we try fourth and fourth and one, and we're 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 bulldozing. You know, roll someone out. You, last I checked, you know, Justin Jefferson, I, I believe, plays for this team. You know, put him put him put him in motion. Do something creative. Get get find different ways to be a genius because because you you squeezed a lot of juice out of a lot of rocks and Nick Mulligan is, is a qualified pro. So KOC right now, look, you're a dud. Wow. Hot seat, wow. Randy? Not hot in the seat hot seat. seat. No, he's not in the hot seat, but he, he needs to come up with some hot ideas. Go, go right. back to the X's and O's. That's what he does. Scheme. Go scheme. Yeah. Get it. Get your, get your ass back in that film room. Get back in the office. The lab, we call it. Tell the kids, tell the wife, you're not going to see him for a while and scheme. Scheme your ass off, Wade Phillips. You had a, a uh, what, what they call, what they call a, 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 a I, I refer to it as a mishap. I've had some of those. It's okay, it's okay. But right now, you're part of this offense too, and, and you got you got to put your personal problems off to the side. You know, you got to hire a, a, a good lawyer. I would recommend that because I didn't do that and I got hosed. I uh, but you got to you got to figure out. Uh, how to you know, use Uber, use Uber.com or Lyft and get your, get yourself where you need to go so that you, when it's time to, to focus on the game, you're not wading through your, your legal problems, as they say. And you're part of the offense, too. So, Wade Phillips, you're done. Should we Wade tell Phillips, him? yeah. And finally, Wes Phillips, so we don't get This is a guy who, who I, try, I tried so hard 
to tell the guys at the bar the other day that he's got he he's got a cannon. He can he can really let it fly if they let him let him let it fly. But now it's up to up to you, Nick Mulligan. It's up to you to look in the mirror. It's up to you to say, I want to lead this team to the promised land. You know, not just the playoffs. Let's go win the you win out, you win the division. That's a that's a call right now. Okay, so you win out. I think you win the division. So Nick, look in the mirror. Ask yourself, it's going to be a whiteout, as they say, at the stadium oh, yeah. uh, uh, Sunday. Right. And, and and Nick, do you do you want to be the kind of guy who is being hoisted up on the shoulders? And they're saying, you, you're you Nick, Nick, you are a man. You can't do it. No one can. Well, right now, you can't do it. So figure it out. Figure it out, Nick Mulligan, because right now, you're a judge. Oh. Oh. Randy? Ah. Randy, are you oh, there? Hey. He he's away. gone. Mulligan. Speaking of Mulligans, I can't tell Nick if Mulligan. he's calling him Nick Mulligan like as a joke or if he doesn't know Nick's last name. Well, same I, with the Wade Phillips thing. Is he? Yeah, that was. No, I think he Phillips. thinks. No, I. That's not a joke. I think he thinks. He thinks Wade the Vikings Phillips. hired a grizzled defensive mind to, to run, run their, their offense, offense to help yeah. run their offense. Yeah, I think the Mulligan thing. I think I. I, I sensed it was sincere. Well, I don't disagree with. Uh, Nick Mulligan being at the top of the Dutch table. Why don't you quit quit throwing dumb turnovers inside the 30-yard line when you're in field goal range, huh? I think he he nailed it on Mulligan and O'Connell. I don't think Wes has much to do with much, so. Well, you know, I mean, I'm sure as a, I mean, it's Kevin's offense, but right. But if but if you think that Wes doesn't have much to do with the offense, then do you think Kevin had much to do with the offense that got him hired by the Vikings as head coach? Because he didn't West call has, plays in Los Angeles. I think Wes has Sean a lot of suggestions. I think Wes has suggestions, but I'm just saying I, I don't think he was. A but but if guy. you're that dismissive of Wes, yeah, isn't that the exact role that Kevin played in Los Angeles? Yeah, pretty much. He didn't call making plays. suggestions to Sean McVay. Yeah, yeah, and he's proven himself. I'm just saying I don't think Wes belongs in in the uh, Dud Stable. But I think Mulligan O'Connell. The Vin, the Vinster, the Vinster is back there. In fact, you know the Vinster is saying out. right now. The Vinster is saying, "I need some Nutrisource." <laughs> yeah, and he wants out right now to go eat that delicious Nutrisource. And oh, now he's coming back. Now, now he's no, coming back. He's just, he likes to stretch his legs out Good really well. Don't we all? Yeah, he is. No, he is. A, he's adorable. Legs. By the way. That Thank dog you. is adorable. That dog Vincer, is awesome. He is a true Nutrisource dog. Nutrisource is the official dog and pet food of Purple Daily and Score North Boys. As is Stella. Stella wants her food, and she wants it now. And uh, let's see. This morning, 645, Stella said, Nutrisource time, pop, pop, get out, out of bed. And, oh, there she is, Maya Mackey. Look at that harness. Yeah, Maya's going to be up here probably in, what time is it here? I would say in the next 30 to 40 minutes, just uh, stretching and making noise and just panting, waiting for her Nutrisource what chicken and rice. Mm-hmm. They're all cute. Nutrisourcepetfoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer like like a Chuck and Don's, for instance, yep. near you. Uh, if you're looking for a human food retailer, might we recommend Park Tavern, the official neighborhood sports bar of the sports dad? Absolutely. All the games are on. Uh, bowling, you've got a great selection of beers on tap. The food is outstanding. The space, well, let's just say it is plentiful. And in fact, I, I want to talk about that because if you are looking to throw a gathering, and I'm talking about holidays, I'm talking about, let's say there's a birthday coming up, anniversary. Park Tavern is the place for you. Space for everyone. Just go to their uh, site, parktavern.net, and you can basically 
check out everything that you need to see. Menus, make reservations. Park Tavern, St. Louis Park, located off of Louisiana Avenue South. It is a fantastic time. And again, if you're looking for a place to throw an event, I'm talking for 50, 60 people or more, Park Tavern is going to be the place that you want to pick. Again, parktavern.net is the site. Also, uh, hey, before we get to a pigskin pecking order and Judd guesses the PFF grades, which is one of our favorite segments of the week, Zero Res is here. Maybe there's still some time for you before your holiday gatherings in the next couple of weeks. But if you're thinking about all the mud and dirt and spilled beverages over the holidays here with family coming over, you can't trust those. You know, your buzzed up uncle might spill a little IPA oh, or something. God. Get that house deep clean to reset in January with zero res. A 4.9 out of five star rating on Google with over 17,000 reviews. Call Zero Res today and ask for the Score North special or go to the website, ZeroResMinnesota.com. The Score North special is three rooms, Zero Resified, starting at $129. 9520Res or ZeroResMinnesota.com. Spell it forward or backward, it spells the same. Zero Res. Okay. Football. Let's do the pecking order here. Well, I'll let Dex pop that up on the screen where we each independently rank who we think are the top 10 teams in the National Football League. And then we put it together in aggregate form, and it spits out a top 10 according to Purple Daily. So let's start with the top five. And last night, the Eagles lost. They've been very firmly one of the two or three best teams for most of us. We'll see how that affected things. Number one for the third straight week, the San Francisco 49ers. Number two, the Baltimore Ravens. And they play each other this week on Monday Night Football. Let's go. Nice. Nice football. Tied for third, the Miami Dolphins and the fast-rising Buffalo Bills. I moved them up not that much. Wow, impressive. Nobody circles the wagons like Like the Buffalo Buffalo Bills. Bills. No, man, the last two weeks, rallying around beleaguered head coach Sean McDermott. Yeah, well. And then number five, the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. You might say the Bills are rallying around Sean McDermott, just like the... They. No, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, that was incredible. So here's where we had the top five. We all had the Niners number one. We all had the Ravens number two. And then things started to split off. We all had different number three teams. Judd had the Dolphins number three. Declan has the Chiefs still at number three. I moved the Bills up to number three complete recency bias, but they also have one of the best point differentials they in the do. league. It's very impressive. Yeah. So I, I don't know. They're, they're catching fire right now. I believe they still lead the league in touchdowns and they also are number one in turnovers. Yep. So you, a lot you, of they, they get a little reckless, wounds, but yes, they score a lot of points and their mm-hmm. defense is back on track too. For, and they're running the ball now too. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like they won that game dominant fashion with 15 pass attempts. James cook just going off. Yeah, so if, if Buffalo's running the ball now, which they yeah. really haven't done much outside of Josh Allen the last few years, game changer. Um, yeah. Number four, I had the Dolphins four. Declan has the Bills four. Judd has the Chiefs four. So that's how we draw them up. We all agree on the first two, and then things get weird. Cowboys have fallen down to six. Lions at seven. Eagles at eight. Cleveland Browns at nine. Who's ten? And all three of us were like, what do we do with the 10th team? So we yeah. all picked different number 10 teams. So tie for 10th are Jaguars, Bengals, and Rams. Okay. I had the I had the Rams winning four out of their last five. 
in the 10. Yeah, Judd has the Jaguars clinging to the top 10. I just left the Jaguars 10 because that's this is such I a hodgepodge. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. And yeah, Declan moved the Bengals with Jake Browning, the golden arm of Jake Browning, up into the 10. Yep. For the Vikings, we all have them either 15th or 16th. Judd and I have them 15th. Declan has them 16th. So just right smack dab in the middle of the pack. I just left them there. I, I was going to demote them a couple spots because of the loss. And then I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't worth your right. fingers to even type. No, exactly. <laughs> like once I got to nine and or 10 and this, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to change anything. Screw it. I'm not going to waste any, any energy with my typing fingers to move them. So, so they go. Yeah. The top 10 teams again, Niners, Ravens, Dolphins, Bills tied at three chiefs at five Cowboys, Lions, Eagles, Browns, and then a tie with, with Jags, Bengals and Rams at 10. How much did how bad the Cowboys looked against the Bills mean, do you guys think? Well, I think it just validates some of the already existing concerns about the difference between the Cowboys at home versus on the road, the difference between Dak Prescott at home versus on the road, and then just in general, Dallas playing really good teams that can punch back, and how do they respond? I mean, that's kind of what the Niners have been to Dallas, right? Like, the the Bills gave Dallas a very 49ers-like avatar we're going to run the ball we're going to get after your quarterback we're going to beat you in the trenches and see how you respond and dallas did not respond no nope. so it's it's just not kind of the that eagles win was great for them but it just kind of i don't know how you can put them up there with the niners and it's almost like the cowboys and eagles have both kind of fallen down well, in, in the recent eagles weeks. thing is weird like demoting your dc and t- taking away his yeah, play calling duties and giving it to matt patricia yeah they're that one feels like it's somehow spiraling. I don't think also, Dallas is spiraling. The Eagles now also have a worse point differential than the Vikings. Yeah, that's weird. man. It's been a weird year. And the Vikings them. have a better point differential than the Vikings last year. Mm-hmm. The Vikings were a minus point differential. Yeah. They're, what are they, plus 18 or something? Somewhere mm-hmm. there, yep. plus 15, plus 20. So it's, yeah, last year, a 13-win Vikings team, probably more like a 9 or a 10-win team in actuality. This year, a 500 Vikings team probably should be more like a 10 or maybe even 11-win team without some of the turnovers. Mm-hmm. So, okay, it's time for Judd to guess the PFF grades here. Okay. We put Judd's longtime football knowledge, his eye test, up against PFF's internal scouts. And we're going to play by our rules this week because you, you just confused us and the audience. Start with the offense. I'm focusing right now. Hold on. Okay. okay, we'll focus on the rules. Offense first. We're looking for the three best and three worst performers. You get okay. three total strikes to guess the six. Okay. And Offense we'll draw first. the line at, we'll say, uh, 15 snaps on offense. Okay. All I'll right. tell you if someone didn't pass that threshold. Okay. Top three. Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler is... Correct. The second highest graded offensive player at 79.2. Also worth noting, in the pass protection game, he had 10 pass protection snaps, an 84.5 grade out of 100. Not good enough. No, I'd bench him. If it's not 100, I'm benching him. Okay. <laughs> Let's get his ass Hold on. Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison. The number one graded offensive player. Yeah. He had a hell of a game. Of course, it helps to have J.J. back, but he had a hell of a game. I think perfect passer rating when targeted on on Saturday. They had a good uh, 
Th- those two did have a good chemistry. Mm-hmm. You could see it. What's Jordan Addison at now? Let's check here. He's gonna he's gonna hit a thousand, right? He's gonna. He's not gonna. He's at you know he's kind of famine. He either goes off or he doesn't put up a stat. Well, the you know, Dobbs, the games. end of the Dobbs thing, he didn't yeah. do a thing because they couldn't. He got some touchdowns him. though, doesn't he? Have like eight yeah. touchdowns? Or he something? might lead. He has... I think he leads rookie receivers in in touchdowns, mm-hmm. right? He's or, at or no. 62 catches for 824 and nine touchdowns on the year. The Rams she Rice has seven. Yeah. Okay. The Rams rookie might have more too. I'm not okay. sure. So can That's he get? Good. Can he get basically 175 yards in three games? Oh yeah. He could. He could wind up with a thousand yards, ten touchdowns in his rookie season. It's pretty damn good. Very good. Okay. Uh, okay. 80, so 85 grade out of 100, by the way. For. Okay, so I've got two of the three. Now I need a third. So actually, statistically, I think Mullins had a pretty good game, but those two pit, those two picks have to kill him in, in the grading system. So I'm going to say he's not top three because if those two plays alone, I think would drag you down, and they should. Um, oh boy, I'm trying to think offensive line here. If I'm if I uh, am missing somebody, uh, Christian Darisaw. Christian Darisa. Old reliable is what I like to call him now. Mm, Not reliable enough. No. Nope. I'll hit you with some. I'll hit you with some. Uh, he did get beat on that one sack today. early yeah. in the game. Yeah. yeah. Let me get, I'll give you his real quick since you brought him up. So offensive line stats here. Uh, Darisaw did allow. He was credited with two sacks allowed at three oh. pressures in that game. Oh, wow. That he was yeah. not. I missed on that one. Woo. All right, so I'm looking for one more positive. Top three. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to skill position players. Tight end, or do I want to go Justin Jefferson? I'm trying to think if Hawkinson had any. Bad, like obvious bad plays, and I don't recall now because it was so long ago. Uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, you know what, Justin Jefferson. Justin I'll, Jefferson. I'll go away from Hawk. He was the fourth highest graded player. Oh, seventy-seven and a half. For, oh my god. For JJ. Okay. I'll, did we ever I'll go get with... the conclusion on did he run the wrong route on that first pick? It looked it looked like that Philadelphia play from it last did. year. We did not, and O'Connell talked about it and said that. Nick thought he could get the ball. Like, Nick thought he saw something he didn't, so I'm guessing that it's... But, I mean, he's not going to say Justin ran the wrong route. Yeah. Justin will have to say that, and he'll talk in a couple of days or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'll I'll go with Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson. There it is. Third highest grade is 78.9. 90 catches, 900 yards on the season. So he's, uh, he's definitely going to... I would say, unless he gets hurt, hit 100 catches, 1,000 yards. He's got five touchdowns, too. Weird year. Because like, it's been statistically good, but there have been games where there definitely could have been more. Yep. All in all, he's recovered a lot from like those yeah. first couple weeks. But Absolutely. So you're Absolutely. at two, two strikes. You have one strike left to guess the three worst offensive players. All right. Garrett Bradbury. Garrett Bradbury was the third worst graded offensive player. A 60 grade out of 100. I feel like I saw a very average to below average game from Garrett. Um, 
he got dinged in the run blocking. What specific? What's my snap? What's my snap count at? Again? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen. I'll give you if you have a question about a player's snap count. I will. Okay. Answer. Um. Ed Ingram. Old reliable. Second worst. Fifty-five. Great out of a hundred. Uh, he only allowed the one pressure, but run blocking was a huge problem according to PFF. All right, so do I stick with what? Do I stick with who I brought to the dance and stay with the offensive line, or do I go rogue? Do I the go drama rogue here? This is great. You have one and strike elsewhere. and one remaining player. Okay, so. Oh, boy. Can he do okay, it? Okay, you know what? You know what? Speaking of old reliable, this guy's been in the bottom three fairly consistently since the day he started. Dalton Reisner. Oh, no. I thought you were going the other way. Oh, no. No. Dalton Reisner was a 61 out of 100. KJ Osborne is who we were looking oh. for there. 50.6 grade. That's a still a pretty solid effort. I'll take that effort. Rough, man. So, okay, let's go over to the defensive side of the yeah. ball here. Same drill. Three best, three worst, three strikes. All right. Daniil Hunter, one of three best. Daniil Hunter. I could have given you a snap cutoff here, but and I will. Like It'll be uh, – he definitely hit it, but just to give you a snap cutoff, yeah. we'll say 20 snaps. Daniil Hunter. Top three. I don't know how this is possible, but he had nine pressures, three sacks, and three what? stop tackles and had a 55.5 grade out of 100. They hated him in the run defense game. And wow. they somehow didn't love him in pass rushing. So maybe like the offensive line was so bad. I don't know how you have nine pressures, three sacks, three stop tackles I'm and shocked. not have a great grade, but here we are. So I saw I saw a lot of him on Saturday. I thought for sure he'd be a top three. I think you got screwed here, personally. Okay. But. All right. Ivan Pace, top three. Ivan Pace. <sighs> Ivan Pace, he was the sixth highest, so kind of in the middle of the pack, 62.5 grade. All right, I've got one strike left now, and I'm Yeah, this will be a tough road here now. For yeah, this is going to be difficult. I'm not going to lie. It's not going not gonna, to not gonna work here anymore. Um, Josh Metellus, top three. Josh Metellus. Joshua Metellus. Man, this is tough. Yeah, over three here, fifty-seven point four grade. So, yeah, the the there's two guys who played really well, and everyone else was garbage. Basically, Byron Murphy Jr. was an eighty-three and a half. I wouldn't have got that. And Sheldon Day was a seventy-six and a half. Okay, I don't feel Har- bad. Harrison Smith a sixty-five. GJ Wanham a sixty-four. At the bottom, Cam Bynum was atrocious, a thirty-four grade out of a hundred. And then you have Patrick Jones, who just, God, he just doesn't do well, anything. He's, he's continually down there. Yeah, he yeah. he has not been. And Troy Dye was down there, too. So it's kind so of. So hold on a second. Weird. Explain, um, explain if it does, the Bynum grade. I'm surprised it's that bad. So he was targeted eight times, or there were eight throws where he was the primary defender. Eight for eight for 90 yards okay. and a touchdown allowed. So that's kind of the, the I didn't, story for him. Okay. I didn't think I saw him being that bad, but clearly he was. 
Yep. And sometimes when they run, you know, they're they're running these like like the zone defense behind you put seven guys, eight guys up front, they're all bailing back and it's it's sometimes hard I was, to tell, I feel like, but if I had gotten there, which I didn't, I, I was gonna guess a bottom three was like Makai Blackman. Or yeah, and, or and, a Caleb Evans. Yeah, and Makai Blackman, for the record, was kind of middle of the pack among Vikings defenders. He only played twenty snaps too. Okay. But yeah, go to Caleb Evans. Keep playing, man. Uh fifth highest, sixty four and really? a half. Really? Oh wow. He, okay. Well, he only allowed one reception on the day. Well, wait a second. But wasn't he uh it says he, he got, didn't allow a touchdown. Who got burned on that touchdown? They're saying did. Blackman did. That's weird. They're giving the touchdowns they, to Blackman and Cam. How would they know what the cut well if, oh. I feel like they might have messed I think PFF might have messed up here. What's going on, guys? So wait, so they're saying Blackman, who Blackman was the primary defender, and like passed him off. I'm very confused. I am too. Doesn't really matter, but I'm confused. Daniil Hunter now tied for ninth in the NFL in pressures, right behind Miles Garrett, right ahead of uh, Bradley Chubb, Hassan Reddick, Karloftis, Chase Young, Montez Sweat. Well, I'm sorry. That game on Saturday, from Daniel Hunter's standpoint, was impressive. I'm not yeah, going to ding him. He's for... tied for the lead in sacks. He's got 17 sacks, tied with Trey Hendrickson, tied with TJ Watt. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that performance all day long from Daniel Hunter. So um, we would take the performance of Finch Home Solutions too to help oh. you straighten out your electrical systems, your hot tub, that van going around the Twin Cities, Judd. That van pulls up in front of your house, and do you know what you what you realize at that moment what crystallizes the fact that Cody Finch and his team fast courteous professional efficient they're going to as Phil said take care of any electrical issues big or small that you might have uh plenty of people in the PD family have tried Finch and we've seen plenty of positive reviews because you know what Finch works Finch works so well that I allowed them into my house that's right I don't even let Declan into my house they why. came in they did a fantastic job yeah. again courteous professional uh quick 612-357-2604 612-357-2604 or finchhomesolutions.com a revamped easy to navigate website finchhomesolutions.com Cody loves two things. He loves to protect you and your family by making sure that the electrical issues in your home are fixed. And he loves the Vikings. And right now, only one of those two things is not letting Cody down. And that would be his company. So thank you guys, by the way, for making Purple Daily one of the most listened to football podcasts in America. I saw it was right up there in the top 15 for a few days last week. And right now, when you look at the Apple National Football Podcast rankings, Purple Daily is one slot ahead of the Richard Sherman podcast. So that's pretty cool. Because we're more controversial. I don't know. He's pretty controversial. I'm joking. So, yes, he's no, very controversial. Uh, it's also ahead of the Chris Sims Unbuttoned podcast. <laughs> is that kid-friendly? Chris well, no, Sims that's, uh, Unbuttoned. I, that's probably... <laughs> A reference to the fact that every time I see Chris Sims, he's got a tie his on. shirt is buttoned. But he's, no, or just a, a dress shirt, and it's always buttoned up to the top. I you might want to that. clarify just for the people that don't sound. Well, I, I mean, it's not the unzipped podcast. <laughs> um, Your fly. Either way, podcast. Purple Daily is ahead of it by a few slots. So thank you guys. Please click oh. the like button and the subscribe button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. And if you could give us a five star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. That helps as well. We'll see you guys for a bonus episode today. Quarterback talk.